Welcome back to another episode of the Wave Break Podcast. I am Dylan Kelly. I'm the host of the show. I help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. This is my podcast. And if you want to learn more about what I do, head over to wavebreak.co. A link is in the show notes below. Now, today on the show, I've got Dave Rodenbaugh from Recapture, and we're going to be chatting about GDPR. It's this big, scary acronym that everyone's talking about. And for good reason, too. There's big penalties if you're not compliant. It affects every Shopify store. And it's going to affect your marketing, especially if you have a lot of customers in the EU specifically. Now, today on the show, Dave breaks down what GDPR is, how it affects you, and step-by-step how to be compliant. He makes it super easy to just figure out how to make your store compliant and whether or not you should care how much or talk to an attorney, whatever. We cover everything in this episode, so stay tuned for that. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, summer is rapidly approaching, and if this is your busy season and you don't have a proper email marketing system in place, you're going to convert less customers, you're going to have a lower average order value, you're going to make less money. And if you're a seven-figure Shopify store, you're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table this summer. And I'm not kidding. Um, like, let's say you run a $1 million in a year Shopify store, you're leaving a good 100000 to two hundred fifty to $300,000 in extra sales and profit per year um, by not having this proper system in place. Now, at Wavebreak, we're filling up fast with, with Shopify stores who want to get a good email marketing program in place before the big summer sales boom. We're getting tons of more leads. Everyone's booking calls and, and new client slots are filling up and we have some openings for May, uh, but they're filling up fast. So if you want to increase your profits this summer, go to wavebreak.co strategy. You can book a free strategy call with me and we'll talk about email for your Shopify store. That's wavebreak.co slash strategy. And these calls are going to book up fast. Like I said, everyone's trying to get in before their summer sales boom. Um, and my time is limited. So make sure you reserve your call ASAP. It's wavebreak.co slash strategy. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this episode about GDPR. Thanks for coming on the show, Dave. Thanks for having me, Dylan. I appreciate uh, the invite here, and I'm looking forward to chatting with everybody on the Wave Break podcast today. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about GDPR, what the heck that is, and how it affects, well, everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it truly does affect everybody. That's the scary part. Super scary. First question, what is GDPR? So... You know, like most things legal, this is an acronym, and it stands for General Data Protection Regulation, and it is something that was enacted by the European Union. I don't remember the exact date that it went uh, into effect, but then they put a date as to when it would like become legally binding, and that date, the magic date that's out there is May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, and so GDPR is to replace something that was already in place in Europe, and you're going to love the acronym for this. It was called PECR, (laughs) Uh, which stood for the Privacy and Electronic Communication Regulation. And this was just a directive, which was sort of like a really strong hint. Or if you're going to talk like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean, it would be more like a guideline as opposed to an actual rule. But GDPR is now a physical law, which as a law means that people can be leveraged fines 
uh, for non-compliance. Whereas with Pecker, it was sort of like, yeah, well, maybe we can sort of uh, threaten you with a very harsh sounding letter, but legally speaking, we can't actually come back and get you for it. So GDPR is coming out and trying to establish privacy as sort of a fundamental right for everybody who is a citizen or member of the EU. I'd say that's sort of like the big uh, underlying intent of what GDPR is at this point. Yeah, it's like this this big, boring legal document. You can look it up and read it if you want. We're going to do our best to break it down today uh, to make it un- easy to understand step by step. Uh, but before we get into the specifics of GDPR and what you should do, why don't you take a second, Dave, to introduce yourself and kind of share a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So I run an uh, abandoned cart and email marketing service for uh, a Shopify and Magento. So when this sort of came out uh, a little while ago, naturally, this impacts anything Uh, If you're doing any kind of business with customers for the EU, but in particular, it really affects marketing activities in a very big way. So when I was going trying to figure out, well, what does this really mean for recapture? That's when I started digging and scratching around and poking into the, the actual letter of the law. And boy, let me tell you, if you want a real snoozer. You go and read the the original legislation around GDPR. Uh, it'll put you out in a hurry. And watched a bunch of videos and stuff like that. So just trying to figure out what does GDPR mean for my service and how is it going to impact e-commerce in general and how does it impact other SaaS businesses and what does it mean for our marketing activities and what are the fundamental things that GDPR is trying to accomplish and all of that? Now, I will say that my background is not a legal one. I am not a lawyer, so put a big fat asterisk on everything that I'm saying here. I have sourced my information from what I think is reliable stuff and listened to some smart people and even some video presentations by actual lawyers on this. But if you are concerned about this for your own store or for your own business, you really need to, you know, get some real legal advice to find out what are the the real true implications for you and your situation because there's no way that, you know, a podcast is going to tell you every possible meaningful detail about GDPR and what it means to your business. I mean, we'll we'll try to to lay out some stuff in general about what might be scary and what you can probably not worry too much about. But that's kind of where I'm coming from on this. Nice, nice. So when you were looking through um, the GDPR and researching about it for recapture, like what are some of the things that you found that you're like, okay, we're going to have to make a change here, whether it's to your software or just the way that e-commerce brands are doing their marketing? Like what are some things that are going to change with this coming into effect? Well, the biggest and most important thing that I think is really coming out of GDPR, which if you say it 15 times, you start to start mixing up all of the individual letters there in unique and creative ways. (laughs) Uh, But the most important thing that I would say is coming out of GDPR is that you really need now absolutely clear and unambiguous consent for any marketing activities that you are doing now. There's no more of this pre-filled checkboxes and by clicking on this button you totally agree to our 
you know, random terms of service and privacy policy and whatever the hell else I feel like binding you to. Like all of that now gets completely ignored by GDPR. GDPR says you can't do that. You actually have to make them check something or select something or click a button that says, yes, I understand this and accept it. And no, I don't want to do this at all. Um, that's probably the number one thing you need to take away from GDPR is that basically the Europeans are saying, we really care about our privacy rights and we are not going to just give you data without explicit permission about understanding how it's going to be used and what it's going to be, um, what's going to be done with it. You know, those are the, 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 the most important things. And there's lots of other stuff that kind of goes along with that. Like you, if you've heard anything about GDPR, you've probably heard about, um, there's a whole bunch of rights that go with it, but the one that everybody likes to talk about is the right to be forgotten, which says that you have the right as a person to go and ask a business that has some stuff on you and say, you know what? I don't want any of my personal data with you anymore at all. And under GDPR, that business has to comply with that. If they're in the EU um, or sorry, if that person is in the EU, that business has to comply with it and you have to remove all the data about that user on request. And then there's some other stuff on there, like the notion of privacy by design, where we don't just have a bunch of stuff on our websites and we're kind of leaking out personal information and it's easy to scrape and we're not taking care of things like basic security, you're not running your store on HTTP, you're doing it under secure SSL, and you have encrypted backups and all of that stuff. Uh, and, you know, the, the scary part about GDPR is that the, there's a threat now of a fine. And that fine is not small either. It's either the, the larger of 4% of your annual revenue as a business or 20 million euros, whichever is greater. And I can tell you for a lot of people, that's going to be the, you know, if you're a small business, it's going to be the 20 million euros. And I don't know about you, Dylan. I certainly don't have 20 million euros sitting around in a bank account somewhere. So. <laughs> and what's crazy about this is like when you say absolutely clear consent, um, like if you're just throwing into your privacy terms, like, hey, if you make a purchase from us, we're going to follow up via email. It's okay. That doesn't work anymore. Same with um, Shopify in the checkout. There's a little checkbox that says receive promotional emails, and uh, you can have that pre-checked. Um, but now with uh, GDPR, that's not that's not okay anymore. And like you said, you could be fined up to 20 million euros for that. Yeah, and of course, the one real big question that everybody has about GDPR is how is this going to be enforced? How strict are they going to be about it? Who's going to be doing it? Because each individual country has their own um, enforcement authorities, I guess you could say. And there's no clear, you know, there's no case law that's been tested against this yet. So the first time that it goes to a real court, we're going to see how do these things actually stand up? And then, of course, there's the whole appeals process. So nobody's really going to know, is it, you know, defensible? Is it something that, you know, somebody can really afford to fight? I have a feeling that, you know, it's probably going to be leveraged more against big companies than it is with little guys. But 
nobody really knows that. Those are all just wide open questions that everybody's sort of wondering about right now. Um, but yeah, I mean that the clear consent thing is huge. And I think as little people, if you're doing a store on Shopify and you're sort of less than 20 million a year, you know, I mean, that's very big generalization to say you're a little guy because 20 million is certainly nothing to sneeze at, but it seems like you really just need to be clear about the things that you're asking permission for and that you take good care of somebody's data and, you know, just don't be a jerk. Uh, and I think that's going to end up going a long way here with GDPR. Yeah, totally. Can you give some examples of like, um, what it might look like to, to not follow GDPR and like some things people are doing now that aren't going to be compliant anymore? Let's, let's sort of talk about how people present their screens right now to do email opt-ins because that's probably like one of the most common cases. So what most people do right now is they'll pop something up and says, hey, enter your email address and get X percent discount off your next purchase. And that's great. Except with GDPR, this is actually no longer straightforward and legal because you are not really telling the user how often they're going to get emailed. What is it that they're going to receive from you? Are they going to get just promotional emails? Are they going to get um, promotional and something else from another uh, third party that you're associated with? All of this stuff has to be explicitly disclosed. So if, for example, you are um, going to offer them a discount and then turn around and send them weekly promotional emails about new products that are in your store, you have to disclose both of those things. You've got to say explicitly on that thing, if you provide your email address here, I'm okay with you sending me the following stuff. And you, in theory, should make it really, really granular. Like you should be able to allow them to say, I want the discount, but I don't want your promotional emails and I don't want new product updates but I do want to hear about uh, any updates in your terms of service or something like that. So GDPR kind of makes it so that you have to do stuff like that, which if you start to think about it, you're like, well, well wait a minute. Um, I actually am not sure what all the things I would end up doing with their email address. And that right there is part of what you have to do in preparation for GDPR. You actually have to determine like, how long are you going to be retaining somebody's personal data? When you collect that personal data, what is it that you explicitly plan on doing with that? And you need to write all this stuff down. Like you have to have a, a living document that says, these are the things that we do with this information. Because if somebody were to come from uh, a GDPR authority and say, well, I need to see your your data processing initiatives and your data processing agreements that you've signed with these other vendors. And we need to understand how you handle all of your personal data. If you go, uh, well, uh, I don't know. I, well, we just sort of have a bunch of email addresses. I mean, that pretty much right there is going to be a reason for them to come in and say, yeah, you're out of compliance. Allow me to sign this law where you're not going to have to pay me a 20 million euro fine. So nobody really wants to do that, but that's, kind of like the main thing that, you know, obviously as an email marketer, that's the stuff that I see a lot. That's the stuff that's near and dear to my heart. And that's the thing I think that most stores need to worry about the most is data collection and permission 
to actually contact that person via various channels. So it's not just about email, although recapture does email. It's about other things. If you are going to call them because of a customer service thing, you need to explicitly get permission to call them with their phone number that you've collected. If you're going to send them a text to remind them about stuff or let them know about new product updates or back in stock alerts, you need to actually have a checkbox that says, it's okay to send me a text message to do this. Because if you send text messages and don't do that, you're out of compliance on this. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot to take in and a lot to to do um, with this. And now we, you kind of touched on this before, but so um, this is for people who are based in Europe. So does this affect me even if I'm not based in Europe? So as a US-based Shopify store owner, wh- why should I care about this? That's a great question, Dylan. And this is probably the one thing that I think has generated the most confusion around GDPR is that you're sitting here in the United States thinking, that's a European rule. I don't have to care about that or European law. It doesn't affect me. There's no way they could ever come and get me. Well, here's the deal. Um, Strictly speaking, you're probably right. Like, would a European court go through all that trouble to try to, you know, have a lawsuit against a U.S. citizen. Maybe if you're big enough, you know, maybe if you're interesting enough, you have like MailChimp is based in the United States. They might come after MailChimp. Like that makes sense. If you're, you know, selling fidget spinners and, you know, doing drop shipping out of Alibaba for a million a year or something like that, eh, probably not. But here's the deal. Ask yourself this question, and whether that's digging into your Google Analytics or looking at whatever your purchase addresses are, if you have a significant number of customers that are coming from EU countries, these people are going to have a concern about doing business with you and your store if you are not GDPR compliant. And in fact, this is exactly how it sort of surfaced for me with recapture because I have a, a non-trivial percentage, double-digit percentage of customers that are in the EU, a lot of them in the UK, but some in other countries. And they have specifically contacted me in advance and said, are you going to be GDPR compliant by May 25th? Because if you're not, I can't use you anymore. And I was like, huh, what? <laughs> And they they basically said, yeah, if, you, if you're not compliant, I got to find somebody else. And I'm like, really? And that's what started causing me to really dig into this more deeply. So if you're a store and you have 25% traffic that's coming from the EU and you basically are ignoring GDPR compliance, you could be losing 25% of your customers and traffic and repeat orders and all of that stuff just because you decide not to to deal with this law that may or may not apply to you. And so that is what I would say is the greatest threat at this point. If you are, you know, 100% US based or you're selling like your store does business solely with Japan, for example, is GDPR a risk for you? Probably not. Do you care? Should you go and spend the effort and the money and the time and the energy with that? It's probably not worth it. But if you've got some kind of traffic that's coming from Europe and you depend on that as a 
decent portion of your revenue, then GDPR is going to be kind of important to you no matter where you live in the world, it, not just the U.S., but anywhere, really. Yeah, that's a good point because it's it's not just okay, I could get I could get fined 20 million euros, but it's also I could lose 20% of my revenue or whatever that number is if you have European customers. Yep, and that's certainly what made me pay attention in recapture. Because uh, when I went back and looked and checked, I was like, "Oh well, you know, I've got enough of these here that if I ignore this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see some churn happen come June 1st, and I'm not gonna like that. So I think we need to do something about it." Right, right. And so, does this does GDPR affect your your abandoned cart segmentation or, or any of the data to do with segmentation and things like that when it comes to email? It affects the data. It from the segmentation standpoint, not so much because GDPR doesn't really care about what, you know, various kinds of data that you have. It really sort of breaks the data down into two main categories. There's, you know, personal information, stuff that would relate to your identity. So, you know, Dylan Kelly, your address, your email, and then other stuff that could be used to locate you like, um, browser cookie data, um, Mac addresses for your computers, IP addresses from where you're being, where you're browsing from, user agents on your browser, and IP information like from your ISP and stuff like that, because that indirectly locates you if you're not aware of that sort of stuff. And then there's even more interesting stuff beyond that, which has to do with like sensitive personal information. And this stuff, not every e-commerce store really has to worry about this. I mean, this is this gets into like the really personal stuff. So if you're if you're dealing with like a dating site, this stuff might really matter. But if you're not doing that level of intimacy, shall we say, um, then it, it's less important. So sensitive personal data are things like um, your political affiliation. Uh, do you have uh, like your relationship status, and you know, really. Um, Stuff that like companies like Facebook have and they can use to profile you if they're doing some sort of like a political thing, but it's not the stuff that most e-commerce stores directly um, pay attention to, you know. So, all right. So GDPR becomes a thing this May. Um, how is, or I guess what, we kind of already touched on this, but just to summarize, like what do I need to do to make my Shopify store compliant? So I guess there's kind of two wheelhouses that we talked about. There's the person who does a lot of sales to Europe, and then there's the person who they don't really, you know, they might get a few sales from Europe here and there. Um, let's start with the the person who does have, they do have a store that sells to people in Europe. Let's say um, I run the, the fidget spinner store. 25% of my customers are from Europe. Um, what should I be doing to sort of like make sure that I'm not gonna get this $20 million fine? Obviously it's not that important. Let's say I'm doing a million in revenue per year. Um, you know, what, what are the steps that I should take just to kind of cover my butt here? Yeah, yeah, sure. So the first thing that you really want to do is you need to revisit your privacy policy and your terms of service. So if you've got a bunch of legalese gobbledygook and the thing is not readable by somebody with a roughly 8th to ninth grade reading level, you probably need to revise that because one of the things about GDPR is that you need to have clear 
documented, readable, plain English policies. And, you know, by plain English, I really just mean readable by the average reader. It doesn't necessarily have to be in per se. But the idea is that anybody should exactly what data you how long hold on to it. And if they need to remove themselves using the right to be forgotten, how do they go about doing that? So that right there sort of encompasses a bunch of subtasks that you have to do in there. So, you know, if you're going to do the right to be forgotten, does that mean you're going to have a little link that they just click and magically stuff gets deleted out of your store that, you know, that's a lot of work. But you could also do the same thing just by having a special contact form that goes to, uh, you know, a GDPR at yourstoredomain.com. And you just handle those requests on a one-off basis until you figure out that you've got enough volume that you really should have an automated tool to do that. So that's probably like the, the number one big thing that everybody should be doing like right now. If you, I mean, I don't care if you have a GDPR compliance problem or not, you know, having a, a clear, easy to read, very, very concise and explicit privacy policy benefits everybody. So that I would say everybody should try to do anyway. Um, if you're going for GDPR compliance, in addition to just having all of that stuff, you need to make sure that you also document any third-party vendors that you're using on your site and whether they are GDPR compliant as well. So guess what? Hey, if you're a Shopify store, you got to say that you're using Shopify and that Shopify is GDPR compliant. That has to be part of your privacy policy now. If you're using MailChimp or you're using My Service Recapture, you have to call that out and say that's that's something that we're using here and they are compliant as of X and such date or they just have their compliance page over here so you can sort of redirect that off. But you've got to make it explicit for every single thing you're doing. If you're doing Google Analytics, if you're doing Intercom, if you're doing MailChimp or Klaviyo or MyStuff or whatever, every single thing that you've got in your store, no matter what that is, it's got to be listed in there. So that's something that most people are not doing right now, and it's something that most people aren't thinking about. So you got to make sure that that's in there as well. Um, the compliance steps, like I said here, you've got to write a document that says, here are the things that I've done, when I did them, and who did them. And so you can have that as a, an audit trail for somebody who actually wants to do that. Uh, and, and ask you, well, what is it that you actually did for GDPR compliance? Well, here it is right here. Here's the list. Here's the dates. Here's who did it. Um, so that certainly puts you into the, the safe zone. And then lastly, I would say that uh, you need to also have a very clear data retention policy. Um, and I don't know about stores that you've worked with, Dylan, but you know, I'm a little bit of a pack rat with data historically. I'm always a little bit afraid to get rid of data because I always feel like I could maybe want to need that in the future and I don't necessarily want to throw that away or truncate it or whatever. But recently with GDPR compliance, I had to go through and, and set explicit retention policies for every account inside of Recapture so that we didn't keep the data beyond a certain point. And when somebody leaves, uh, you know, we have to be able to, to change that policy to get rid of any old data that they've got in here. And none of that really existed before. I was just kind of letting the database fill up and, and GDPR kind of says you, you, you can't do that. So 
you're going to have to look at your orders and your invoices and uh, anything that's tracking customers and say, we're only going to track this for X days or months or weeks or whatever it is. And put that on your website. Say, this is how long we keep it here and this is why. Because you might want to keep somebody's data around on a store for a year because you might have seasonal cycles that you want to turn around and say next spring, hey, here are the new clothing lines that were promoted. And even though you bought last summer, um, we've kept your data around so that we can tell you about these things here. And if you haven't made a purchase after a year, then we're going to say, all right, well, we're going to stop retaining this data at that point. That's the level of explicit um, policy that you need to have here for GDPR. Now, the other thing that I would say that people are asking a question about, and this is very less clear, is how you want to get your data ready. So, for example, let's say you have an email list and you've been tracking it for several years. A lot of people are asking, should I just wipe the whole list clean and start from scratch? Or should I explicitly email everybody in the list before May 25th and say, you have to click this link to stay on the list? Or should I just let it ride? And the answer is, uh, I would say it depends. It very much depends on your comfort, your use of that list. Uh, there is a notion in GDPR of consent versus legitimate interest. And consent is where somebody is actually giving you explicit permission. But legitimate interest is this is going to be one of those vague things that really needs to be tested in a court. But if you read through the GDPR legislation, it, it roughly is talking about if somebody gives you some information and you're a, an e-commerce store, there are things that you legitimately need that information for. So if somebody gives you an email address, you're using that to send them their receipt, to send them their order notifications, to let them know when the shipping is done, to send them to – use that as the communication mechanism if they need to do a return or something like that. So you as an e-commerce vendor have that legitimate interest to have that email in order to reasonably transact your business with them. So if they say, well, I don't want to give you my email address, you know, you can turn around and basically say to that person, you know, I really want to keep doing business with you, but here's how our store works. Here's how we have to be able to, to communicate with you in order to do basic things with the products that you're purchasing. If we don't have that email address, then we can't really do that business with you. So um, the thing that, that I think is the, the open question here is what is it that you do with all of your existing data? And I don't have a clear answer for that. This is one of those things that, you know, if you're a larger store and you're concerned about this, this is something that you really should talk to a lawyer about. It's going to depend very much on, you know, how you're using that list, how often you're emailing the people, what is it you're emailing them about, you know, are you getting high unsubscribe rates because they are kind of mad about it or is everybody pretty cool and, you know, everybody enjoys hearing from you? Are you also sending like blog posts and informational stuff, you know? It's it's very, very open, but it is something that you need to think about. And, you know, if you're feeling on the paranoid side, maybe you want to go for throw out a, a list out there that says, hey, everybody, with GDPR coming up, 
we just want to make sure that you still want to hear from us. So please click this link here and we'll add you to the, you know, I'm cool list or whatever. And you can do whatever you want to, you know, bribe them to get onto that list. You can offer them a discount or whatever. That's certainly not outside of GDPR to allow that. But you do have to tell them what it's for and why you're wanting to do it. That is within GDPR. So I would say those are the main things that people want to do to get their stores ready at this point. Uh, and like I alluded to at the beginning of the show, I feel like GDPR is this huge, massive headache that we're all having to deal with. But at the same time, if you're a little guy, this is far, far less um, – I don't want to say impactful because that's not quite right. That, it's impacting all of us. But let's say it's less scary to the small folks even though you know that 20 million fine sounds scarier because I think GDPR is really aimed more at the the Facebooks and the MailChimps and the larger corporations of the world that have had more um, gratuitous privacy abuses, let's say. Right, yeah, and, and I agree. I, I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. Uh, Google has updates. Uh, Facebook and Instagram algorithms change, and we survive. We just got to adapt. Exactly. And it's not changing all your customers, too. I mean... For most people listening, probably not – I mean, unless you you run a store based in Europe. You probably don't have a lot of customers from Europe. Um, and the thing is you don't have to send those emails out to everybody saying, hey, be compliant. Um, you just have to segment out the European people and send it to them. Um, so you're not going to lose your entire email list if nobody clicks that button. Yes, that's very important to point out as well. That – the way that GDPR is, is stated at this point, it really impacts anybody who is a citizen or living in the boundary of the EU. So that's an interesting distinction right there. That means that if I'm an American and I go to you know, France, which is an EU member country, in theory, I suddenly am covered by GDPR and I can go ask anybody. I want to be forgotten. I don't want you to retain my data. I can ask for a download of my data from Facebook legitimately. It doesn't matter that I'm not a French citizen. According to GDPR, it covers anybody who's physically residing in that area as well. So this is one of those quirks that I think is going to have to get worked out in a court of law. Is that really enforceable? Is that something that's reasonable and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there's just lots of weird stuff like that in GDPR that's a pain in the butt to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, you, you can go and worry about this. And I mean, you should a little bit. I mean, you should care, but you shouldn't spend all day stressing out about this. Uh, you, the truth is, most store owners probably have bigger problems, but it's still important to know about because, I mean, it is 20 million euros that you could be fined potentially. Um, so it's just good to be in the know and to just, you know, cover your butt just in case. Yeah, I think bottom line is just update your privacy policy. Don't be a jerk the way you're going to handle data. Do basic security that you probably should have been doing anyway. And I think you're generally going to be fine as a smaller e-commerce business. Yeah, you don't have to go redesign your whole store. So as we wrap up here, is there anything else that listeners or myself even should know about GDPR? Uh, let's see if I can think of anything here. Um, I mean, we covered a lot already. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, I would say just sort of wrapping up here. 
if you're in uh, a U.S. based business or a non-EU business, you know, don't panic about this. Don't ignore GDPR. Take a look at your traffic. See what kind of a real impact this is going to have on you and your business. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that if you were trying to become GDPR compliant, you probably don't need to do. Like there's this whole notion of a data processing officer. And that was really sort of aimed at larger companies where you have like 250 employees or more. So, you know, you've really got to, to weed through the stuff in GDPR and, and make sure that it's applicable to somebody at your size and your business. But just update your privacy policy, make it clear, make it explicit, you know, make your marketing activities a little more in line with GDPR and you're probably going to end up being fine. You know, the bottom line is just don't do sneaky stuff. Be transparent. And as a general rule, I found that this works better in businesses than it uh, works the other way. So sticking with that is probably a, a good course of action, whether you're going for GDPR or not. Yeah. And, and if you're really concerned, we said this before, just talk to a lawyer. Um, they, they'll yes, help you out. Yes. That's the that's the best route. If you're if you're sweating bullets and this is making you nervous, just talk to a lawyer. Um, that's probably the best thing you can do, and, and then they'll tell you exactly what to do. Um, but cool, man. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. Where can we go to learn more about you and Recapture? So, if you're interested in abandoned cart recovery and email marketing for Shopify and Magento, you can go to recapture.io. And if you want to follow me on Twitter and hear more about uh, GDPR rants and raves, uh, you can get me at Dave Rodenbaugh, R-O-D-E-N-B-A-U-G-H. All right. Links to Dave are in the show notes below. Hopefully you learned about GDPR and how to make sure your Shopify store is in the clear. Uh, once again, I touched on this in the beginning, but summer is going to be here before we know it. And if you make a lot of sales during the summer and your email marketing currently isn't cutting it, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table this summer. You're going to convert less customers. You're going to rescue less abandoned carts. You're going to have a lower average order value and you're just going to make less money. And at Wavebreak, like I said, we're filling up fast with Shopify stores who want to get a good email marketing system in place before their summer sales spike. We've got some openings for May, but they're filling up fast. So if you want to increase your profits this summer, go to wavebreak.co slash strategy. You can book a free strategy call with me. We'll talk about email for your Shopify store and how you can use it to your advantage and make a lot of money with it this summer. That's wavebreak.co slash strategy. And these calls are going to book up fast. Um, they might already be booked up because of the intro but my time is limited so make sure you reserve yours asap at wavebreak.co slash strategy if you enjoyed the podcast leave a review on itunes i'd really appreciate it and screenshot that email it to podcast at wavebreak.co and i'll send you some of my secret email marketing assets thanks for listening to the end i hope you have an amazing day 